you for tuning in. This is The Feminist Lens with Nina Parker and Perez Tuo. Please do rate, review and subscribe um, after listening to the episode. It really helps others find us. We also, we're doing things slightly differently this week. We have a really, really exciting collaboration with Byline Times. Do look them up. That's spelled B-Y-L-I-N-E-E. <laughs> Sorry, I'm about to get, add an S on the end. There's no S. It's just Byline and then Times. And they're an incredible um, newspaper and they also have a radio station, which is starting soon. And we've been asked to do a show on their radio station, which is going to be very exciting. And so this is our first show with them. And we thought we would record it and put it here because we want you guys to listen and we want you we want to hear what you think about the show and get your opinion. Um, any feedback is would be amazing. And I hope you enjoy the show. So yeah, please do, as I said before, rate, review and subscribe to the Feminist Lens podcast with Nina and Paris. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Feminist Lens on Byline Radio. So this is your girls, Paris and Nina. Hey. Um, Hey. So we're so happy to be joining the Byline family and being part of a radio station that values and celebrates honesty and authenticity. Um, So we've been having a few tech issues this morning, um, so really glad that you can hear us, Um, finally. um, So today we've got a really a a jam-packed itinerary, haven't we? We've got some really interesting and heavy issues to talk about, but we're going to try and make light of it, as we always do, because Nina and I like to keep things light. Um, and Light, informed and analytical. (laughs) Exactly. And like many of you, uh, Nina and I went out last night. So we're a bit ropey, but we're really super excited to be here and, as I say, unpack with what's been happening this week. Um, so, Nina, what's been going on this week? What are we going to talk about today? So, yeah, I'm going to quickly take you guys through our itinerary for today. Um, and we're very, very excited to get more of you guys actually calling in. So we're hoping yeah. that next show you'll be able to call in. We're very excited about that as we are a listener-supported radio station and we are supported by our listeners and we really, we glow and we shine because of you guys and we hope that we can do this journey with you. And we're very excited about that. So through the itinerary is, we're going to kick off with Israel-Palestine. Um, what's going on in Israel and Palestine and the oppression of the of the Palestinian people and land by the Israeli government. Um, We're also going to talk about China and what's been happening in China and the feminist protests there at the moment. And there's this online um, wave of abuse and internet violence. And we're going to basically really depict that and get into the nitty gritty. And we're excited to hear what you think about that too. Uh, We're also going to talk about Stephen Bear, who is a reality TV star who's recently been charged with sharing sexual images, which is actually known as revenge porn. And then we're going to segue into talking about the Brit Awards that happened last week or this week, rather. And that was, I mean, I really enjoyed that. I can't wait to talk about that. All the amazing outfits and all the amazing performances. And then we're going to end with um, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Because exactly. what's, what's the conversation without COVID? <laughs> Are you in the 2020s if you're not talking about COVID? Are you even alive if you're not talking about COVID? So. Exactly, yeah. I think that's that's really been a something that's been on everybody's minds, everyone's hearts, because it's been such a challenge. But um, I think we're kind of getting there. I know we've had the Indian strain come or land on our shores this week, but you know, more and more people are being vaccinated. I think we've, we're up to like 36,000 or million Um vaccinated in the UK 
and obviously the deaths are, uh, uh, are less and um, the infection rates are less. So there is some positivity. Um, so if we start off with Israel and Palestine, so Nina, I know you went to the march um, on Saturday. Um, so do you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about that? Then we can talk about what's actually happening um, there. Yeah, so it was very powerful. There were marches going on across the world today and yesterday, so this weekend. And there was actually two marches organized in London, which was organized um, by a Colombian group who want to raise awareness about the police brutality in Colombia. And then that coincided with the Free Palestine March. And then right. both of them joined forces. So I actually met my friend, Lauren, mm -hmm. outside the Colombian embassy. It was a beautiful, beautiful um, energy and it was a beautiful day despite the rain. And then the most powerful part was joining forces with our brothers and sisters at the Free Palestine March. And it was a very, very powerful, powerful day. And we marched to the Israeli embassy. Um, and there were lots and lots of people. There were lots and lots of people from all different religions, backgrounds, uh, Muslim, great. Jewish brothers and sisters marching together against the Israeli government who are oppressing the people in Palestine and the land for so long since 1948. Wow. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important that you mentioned Israeli government because I think we need to be clear that it's not about the Israeli people uh, or Jewish people it's about the government um you know who are not representative clearly based on what you just said about how people feel in 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 um, Israel um and we think it's really important that we all educate ourselves to know the difference between the government and the people and to stop hate because really this is what's this is what's brought this on um and I know that the Israeli military are currently drafting a plan for possible uh, ground operation in Gaza and um, it presses ahead with a fierce air offensive on the enclave and as Hamas, who are the militant group that run Gaza. So there's been lots of fire volleys um, of rockets deep um, into Israel. So again, it's important that we know that there is violence in Israel as well. There are Israeli people that are losing their lives as well and facing violence. So it's, it's in both places. Um, and also there's been racist mob attacks that have continued to spread through Israel in the worst Arab Jewish um, chaos for years, it's, it's been called. And apparently on Wednesday, um, the far-right Jewish mobs took on the streets across the country searching for Arabs, um, while there were also attempted shootings um, as Palestinian citizens of Israel clashed with police. Um, for me, it just seems what the Israeli government are doing, they're raging war against Islam. Um, this is murder, this is hate, this is terrorism, this is completely shocking. And I'm just so disappointed that this is happening again, still. I mean, when can these people just get a break from the Israeli government? They just need to stop. I know, you, this is the thing. The whole, it's just meant to be a, it should be peaceful. It should be peaceful. This is the thing. Like the, it's, and I don't, I don't want to conflate, um, even use the, I don't, to be honest, I don't even like to say um, Jewish with Israeli right now because it's right. too different. I don't think we even need to talk about the religion. I just see it as completely almost separate. I mean, we can obviously speak about it, but I see it as like two completely separate completely, things. Completely. Um, and it's just, it was very interesting because I was talking to a, a friend of mine uh, yesterday and she actually I'm not going to disclose who it is but she is um she's Israeli mm -hmm. and she oh a lot of her family live in Israel and um she was telling me which was really really interesting is that the Israeli some Israeli people and the government feel mm -hmm. that because they're the and I am going to talk about the religion now but because they are the only um 
Jewish country, you know how like you have like Muslim countries yeah. all over and Christian countries all over, but yeah. there isn't a kind of self-defining Jewish country that Israel feels because they have a very strong military, right? Yeah. And it's almost like they feel they have to weaponize themselves against the world because of the history of the oppression of Jewish people and right. still the massive anti-Semitism that is still alive which today. Is true, which is and true, it, and, yeah. and I'm so and so basically it was really interesting to hear her side, not obviously saying that what was going on is any way justifiable Completely. but actually talking to someone who is from israel has an israeli passport was going to go there this summer and talking about how it is it's hard it's really hard for israeli people to kind of see their people feel that they have to defend themselves against the rest of the world because of the history of anti-semitism mm. and almost palestine then bearing that brunt and being part of part of that too yeah. um so it was very it was a very interesting conversation and i think I think we have to be so delicate with our wording around this Completely. because there's there's anti-Islam and there's also anti-Semitism and there's so much so many isms involved in this. Yeah. And and I think it's important that we do get a different perspective. And and as you say, you know, there's what your friends account is not a it's not a defense, but I think it's a perspective which we also need to understand and and respect and appreciate. Um, because otherwise we're never going to move forward if we don't listen to what other people are feeling. We're, we wouldn't have a clue what it's like living there. We wouldn't know how it, you know. So I think it's important we're always measured and, 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 and yeah, just, just having conversations. And I feel like, you know, the, the Israeli government and the Palestinian government, if they could just talk to each other and just, again, I'm trying to be very utopian, but just, just have a word with each other. You know, they've been living side by side in harmony for a long, long time. You know, they have, you know, there's... Um, many Jewish and um, Palestinian Arabs married, you know, um, that, so they, you know, there is, this is not a representation of how everybody feels and they can coexist and live and love and be together as one. Um, well, that's the thing, Israeli people, know? Palestinian people, of course there's marriages, of course there's people who are half Israeli, half Palestinian. Exactly. Like, this is the thing. And, and maybe their mother is Jewish and their father is, um, is Muslim. This yeah. is the thing, it's just- that's okay. I think it Beautiful. cuts this is why because what we're going to talk about with China as well is it I think it cuts deeper than just I, I mean the history is there but I I mean this is the feminist lens and we talk a lot about patriarchal politics yes and I would say that Benjamin Netanyahu is the epitome of patriarchal politics a, a patriarchal power grabbing dictator yeah and you know what and I'm actually really disappointed with the response from Biden America and Boris in the UK. I think um, I understand we have many issues on our own shores. I know, and obviously in, in America we have, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter and Black people being killed, etc. And over here we have COVID, and obviously Boris is in a lot of trouble with some of his expenses. But I feel like they're not actually standing up as well as they should, or having a good enough response. At the end of the day, people are losing their lives on both sides, and I think as you know, world leaders, they should be trying to, you know. Um, stand up against that and, and they're not and I don't I don't know why again I don't I don't know how much power you know. I think well the saddest I agree with you and I think one of the saddest things is is that every decade this happens yeah every few years every seven years uh, Israel moves into Palestine and they get more and more of their land and the, what is going to be so, so sad is if this keeps happening and the international response isn't strong enough soon there will be no Palestinian land and the international community can't let that happen. I know. And, Someone's and, and land will be completely taken because that's obviously what the Israeli government wants to do. They want to get Palestine out of, of what they think is now Israel. Yeah. And, 
And I wonder, I know it'll be really interesting over the next few weeks to see the response from the UN agency, you know, uh, world trade organizations, um, other charities who are working in those areas, like what is going to be the response? You know, it's going to be really interesting to, to see that. Um, so if we move on um, to China, um, I think there's, <laughs> I was reading about it and I just thought this is just, why, why is there war against feminism now in China? What, what's going on? I mean, what, what's happening? Well, it's a good segue, isn't it, into talking about patriarchal politics. And again, the Chinese government, <laughs> where do we begin? I think there's too many men in power. I think this is often, <laughs> often the problem. And also the censorship in China. So they do, um, yeah. they censor what's online. They don't have, I mean, yes, lots of Chinese people do have social media profiles. But if you're in China, um, it's harder to obviously have like complete freedom of speech. And so obviously something that is a cornerstone of feminism is freedom of speech, of course, because we've got to challenge what the leadership. And of course, the Chinese government, you're not able really to challenge the leadership. So that means that it just doesn't marry up with feminism, does it? No, it doesn't. So this week, um, China's feminists um, protest against wave of online abuse with Internet Violence Museum. So... Apparently late last month, an unknown hill in the Chinese desert was blanketed in scores of large red and white banners. Um, and it said stuff like, I hope you die, bitch, um, said one. And another one said, little bitch, screw the feminist. Um, and so there were all actual messages sent to women. So it was a, a direct, a direct sorry, act of harassment anonymized by social media. Um, and they were sent during the weeks of intense debate and the treatment of women on platforms such as Weibo, I, I hope I've pronounced that properly, um, sparked by the abuse of Zhao Meli, um, who posted online video of a man who threw hot liquid at her mm. after she asked him to stop smoking. Now this is absolutely wow. ridiculous. And what I think is really interesting is the fact that there's so much censorship in China, mm -hmm. period. Um, this is now being used as a catalyst to, you know, to create violence and hate towards women, which is really interesting. So the very thing that people have been fighting to have is now being used to take away other people's freedom, like, and obviously women. Um, it's just really saddening um, that this is happening. And I can't believe who even throws hot liquid on people? Is this a thing? Like, and is it because she was a woman? So if, if a man had told him not to smoke, would he have thrown hot liquid at him? So there's just so much sadness in that, you know, that small little excerpt that I got from The Guardian. Um, so it'd be really interesting to hear from our listeners um, what they think about that. Um, have they been following the story? We really interested to hear from Chinese people, women and men, um, uh, you know, what, what the state is currently for feminism. Are they having these kind of conversations? So please mm -hmm. do ring in, do tweet us. And remember, you're listening to Byline Radio, a listener-supported radio station. So if you're interested in what you're hearing, please head over to our website and um, see how best you can support us. So, yeah, Nina, I'm just really sad about that. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. I mean, as we say, me and Paris often say, until we are all free, none of us are, um, echoing Audrey Lord. Mm -hmm. And until we all have equality, none of us do. So Yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, when we talked about this before in, in a previous podcast, that it just seems that when the world is in shit, <laughs> which it is, um, there's always a scapegoat and it's always women isn't it it's always I think women. that's the thing across the board it's women so if you break it down if you break down like um 
racism then it's 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 black women who have had exactly. a harder struggle and if you break it down into just yeah anywhere indigenous, indi- indigenous communities it's but actually there are some uh, matriarchal indigenous communities but yes there is just breaking it down across the board it's often women that are the oppressed at the moment but we're changing that we are changing yeah. that yeah, so it'll be really interesting, again, to see what's going to be happening in the next coming weeks um, with this online abuse. And what I am really proud to see is that women are standing up in China and they're saying, no, this is this is wrong. And exactly. And that, and that shows just how resilient and amazing us women are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking on social media, that Stephen Bear guy, Bear guy. Oh, he so, makes my blood boil. He's crazy. So he's a reality star who won Celebrity Big Brother in 2006. And then he was on X on the Beach in 2015. Um, so he's charged with sharing sexual images. So he faces allegations of voyeurism and disclosing private sexual photographs and films with intent to cause distress and harassment um, and without violence. And this was against his ex, Georgia Harrison, who was on Love Island in 2017. And she's also been in Towie. So, so you know what actually happened, Paris? So he actually, what happened was, I think they were abroad at the time. I think they, I can't remember which country, so I'm not going to say, but they were abroad. And he filmed, he put a camera in the place that they were staying without her knowledge and then knowing that it was recording whilst they were having sex. And then he looked, yeah, he then put that online. He recorded them having sex against her consent, against what her, against her knowledge. And he also sent it to his friends on, on WhatsApp and stuff, I think. And it just, you know what? I actually feel very sad for him that he has so little of regard and respect for women that he would, somebody who he, would have said he loved her, somebody would have met his family, somebody he had dinner with, somebody was, you know, who was everything to him. And he would violate and disrespect her in such a disgusting way. But I think even if he didn't love her, it doesn't, it's not about no, your relationship. No, this is the thing. It's, it's, because I don't even think they were like going out for that. I mean, I mean, I think they were going out for a bit, but like, it doesn't matter. It's, it, we could be strangers. And if a stranger did that to me, it'd still be the same Completely. Crime. But what I'm saying is like how, you know, you, you, he talked to her he knew her he could have said yeah, to her babe yeah, do you want to sure. do this you know like yeah yeah it's, exactly it's why why did he not have that conversation with her uh, it's just so hurtful and and i think that's why she's been she's been so hurt because she's like i trusted this guy I, again i completely completely agree with you that it doesn't matter whether he knew her for five minutes or two minutes but you know she met his family I and mean, he met her family like this is somebody who's violated that trust because that's what he did and and i know that there is a lot of men and women but mostly men who who when you break up with them they start this revenge porn thing or they start calling you names or this is not the first one and unfortunately it's not going to be the last but I think you know I feel so sorry for her but I'm so proud that she's again not let this go because she could have easily because she's had also threats because pe- people that support him people that like him have threatened her and have also said stuff like well you were in a relationship you know so what and it's like as you say it doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or not Exactly. Justice has been served. I think that is also, as I agree with everything you've just said, but also the fact that she's had, and and lots of women do not get justice, and we know that, but she's had justice, as he he has been charged. And that is very, very good that he's been charged for this crime that is disgusting. Um, It's also, it's almost a crime that could be, I mean, I, if it was up to me, I was writing the legal system in the UK, that would be put you on a sexual offenders list. Completely. You're able to have sex with someone and then record them from a from a uh, uh, the mens rea. So your mind is in a in a guilty sense, and it, you're doing it for intent, not to cause not to cause pleasure to that individual, but to cause humiliation and harm. Exactly. So 
Yeah, sure. I hope that he gets. I hope that he gets his comeuppance, and I really yeah. hope that um, he does get cancelled. I know we talk about cancel culture a lot, but I think when the, when something like this happens, then you should you should be cancelled. Yeah, you should because you've you've um, embarrassed and humiliated this girl for no. You know there was no need. The, you know again because there's a lot of people that you know a lot of women who wouldn't mind you know filming what well, you know their sexual experiences so just ask her why don't you you know we've got only fans we've got porn i mean there's many many people who'd be very happy to do this and why did you just not all he had to do was say to her this is what i want to do something that small and get her consent again because it just he doesn't tell her he needs to discuss with her and get her consent and her for her to say yes and maybe if he had she would have actually been very happy with it but no he decided to be sneaky and shady and disgusting and humiliate her and for that, he does need to be cancelled because that is a war against women. That's that is that's abuse. Exactly. That's abuse. Exactly. You know? And exactly. You know, it's completely ridiculous. But anyway, I could go on about. It. I'm so angry about it, but I could go on for ages. But let's talk about the Brits. So what happened with the Brits? Let's talk about the Brits. Oh my God, I had the best time watching the Brits this so week. I didn't watch I, it. Was it good? Oh, Paris, it was so good. It was almost quite emotional so the right. beautiful p- performance with um elton john he was oh, okay. incredible um and there was just i mean so many amazing performances taylor swift picked up an icon award that oh, was right. great wow. okay and uh another woman called uh, rodriguez she was a great singer who um has this amazing single that went viral this year mm-hmm. um and yeah no, i just thought it was really good but the most powerful part of the night for me was when Dua Lipa picked up a, an award for, I think right. it was Best Album. Mm-hmm. And the audience was full of key workers. So NHS staff, health workers. Um, and also I think there may have been even some shopkeepers and things there as well. Oh, and so she basically tributed her, her award mm-hmm. to to the nurses, to the NHS workers. And she called out Boris Johnson on the platform that she had. And she said, look, we want our nurses to have a proper pay rise. Don't exactly. just clap them, give them a pay rise. Clapping is, that's, that's gratitude. Be exactly. grateful, but pay them. You can't be grateful and then basically make their lives harder by not paying them properly for saving our lives, for literally exactly. being the glue that ties this whole world together. Every single one of us will need a nurse in our life. Absolutely. Every single one of us will need to go to the hospital. They deserve to be paid properly. Yeah, basically putting money where your mouth is. So- yeah, I was reading, um, yeah, that she, yeah, she demanded for a pay rise, as you say. Um, and she also um, dedicated her award to a British nurse called Dame Elizabeth. That was it, yeah. I know you, um, who she noted has spent a stellar nursing career fighting racial justice and protecting frontline workers. And she also said that there's a massive disparity between gratitude and respect, which you just said, by front work, uh, by frontline workers. And she said, um, yeah, basically stop clapping and actually pay them. Um, and I think... I think it just shows that she's a great woman. <laughs> I love her. Like, she, you know, she doesn't have to say that. She, she doesn't have to care, but she's using her platform mm-hmm. to, to, for justice for, for, yeah, for nurses who are working tirelessly, you know, putting their lives on the line. You know, they have families too. And every time they go to work, especially during COVID, they could, con- you know, get COVID and, and pass it to their families. You know, they're working long hours, that's um, interesting you say that Paris because nurses aren't paid for risk so engineers um and also builders they're paid risk pay but nurses are not paid risk pay which is insane because every day when they go to work I think per- nurses do build up quite a strong immune system by being yeah. exposed to lots of different kind of um, viruses and things um in hospitals but they 
regardless, they need risk pay. Exactly. They risk them, they risk their own lives in coronavirus times and they weren't paid for that. It's, it's shocking, isn't it? I mean, I, as you say, this is nurses hold, you know, they, they are social, you know, they're, they're so important and we need them. And also there's a shortage at the moment, which is a problem. Um, and the fact that we don't show them the respect that they deserve. I just think it just goes to show that well, we, 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 we value the wrong th- we yeah, do the government, the government we value exactly. the wrong things and and as voters which was we know there was we had yes. the, we need to be holding our MPs our local MPs our mayor into account and saying you need to do more for nurses you need to protect them more you need to you know um and as having a mum who's a nurse uh, you know and and my stepdad as well um social worker I know just how important the work that they do um, and I, yeah, I think that they, they should be, you know, represented and, and supported and, and paid um, more. And um, also something out of the Brits I saw was that Little Mix as well called out sexism. Little Mix, yes. Yeah, um, sexism in the music industry after becoming a first all female outfit yes. the British best group. Um, and one of the Little Mix, um, Leanne Pinnock, um, yeah. her and her partner, I think is Andre Grays. They've started something called the Black Fund to support uh, black organizations. Amazing. And, and, which is great. But so again, beautiful women, amazing, who are using their platform, again, to hold people to account for justice for everybody. And I think it's exactly. great. I yeah. love, I agree. I love how um, they called out, basically they attributed their award to all the all the girl bands before them because that yeah, award had never been won girls. by a girl band. <laughs> really? So like Spice Girls, they were like, Girls Allowed, Sugar yes. Bee. Yes. Um, all of them who didn't have this award, it's been won by male groups over and over and over again, despite yeah. the incredible um, girl groups that had set them up positive trajectory and also paris it was a one it was um a night of firsts two of the little mixes oh yeah (laughs) yeah. i know which is so exciting um yeah which has really been nice to see and just like i love the way that they really love each other like you know obviously i I don't know them but they all seem to really support each other and come together and as women i think it's really beautiful to see and they just seem so genuine and i remember i think they were were they on um they were on X Factor, isn't it? I think I remember watching them all the way yeah. from X Factor. And I just thought, what a great gals, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're, su- they're super, super cool. And I saw that, um, I think Harry Styles won an award and Jay Huss, who I love. I love Jay Huss. Jay Huss, um, yeah. So good. So he won he won an award. Um, and I think there was like 4,000 4, people in the audience, isn't it? But they weren't, um, which, which again, which is, takes us to COVID, which we're going to move on to. But gave me a bit of confidence. I thought, oh, good. Okay, so things are getting better, aren't yeah. they? Um, well, I mean, when there's a big event like this, they are very, very like strict on the testing. So yeah. all of them would have had to have done like two tests or something beforehand. Anyone who's invited have to do the tests. But I think, yeah, as you said, it does give us um, optimism. Um, yes. But then of course, if we now segue into the last, or one of the last items on our agenda for this radio show is coronavirus. We don't want to end oh. on a low, but we've really got to be real guys like obviously in the coronavirus is there's lots of different strains yes and one in particular you're all knowing what i'm about to say but the indian variant yeah which they're saying is really it spreads really quickly and apparently currently uh, the vaccination that they don't have enough evidence to prove that we could um survive it uh if we got it so they're urging people to a if you haven't got tested you're being called go and get tested because it will help i think you can survive it i think you can survive it it's whether the vaccination can uh with can um 
uh reduce its effects basically yeah yeah Yeah. so so they're still urging us to get vaccinated so I, i actually called my gp the other day um to see when 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 i can go so they said in the next couple of weeks because you know as i say they're still testing they still don't know they're still new but the fact of the matter is you will you have a better chance of surviving if you're if you're vaccinated and that is period point blank there is no argument this thing is not going away so those people those naysayers are talking about this isn't real or the vaccination doesn't work that is utter bullshit yeah all due respect get tested get vaccinated vaccinated. that is the end of it and we know i mean there's been like 36 however many millions thousands that have been vaccinated you know the 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 figures are going down so there is a there is a correlation isn't it like one third one third of all adults in the uk have now been vaccinated like over 50s yeah yeah we'll get those figures yeah we've got you know the the roadmap you know we're we're being able to go and eat out on inside on monday so the facts you can't lie with the numbers you cannot lie so get vaccinated and also read up on what's going on and just be safe just be you know just yeah but it is really scary and i think that we're going to have many many variants as well this so is we the just thing, have because to... it was our it was the uk's variant that was the dangerous one wasn't it that was yeah. uh, really hurting a lot of countries um so it's it'd be i really hope fingers limbs everything crossed <laughs> that that the indian variant doesn't withstand our vaccinations moderna pfizer and um astrazeneca yeah. because it will be a testament to the importance of vaccinations if if it carry on still if it carry on uh, basically reducing the effects or reducing your chances of going to ICU. That's exactly. basically the matter of it. Like if you're vulnerable, uh-huh. you get vaccinated, you're less likely to go to ICU. If you're exactly. a young person, the same. Because exactly. we know that there's also um a Brazilian variant that yes. affects under 40s. And the most people in ICU are actually 40. So it almost affects a healthy immune system. Exactly. So, so I think young people, if you're listening, um, really, it will affect us just as much. And we're all in this together. So I think we should all play our part but it's obviously up to you exactly <laughs> but yeah vaccinated just just be informed isn't it that's what we're saying like make sure that you, you you're reading up and you're you know what you're if you're against it you know why you know you, you need to have because really the yeah. figures are there the facts is there um but to end on a high um we can do, go do, and do we can eat inside for monday i know i'm I so know for how long <laughs> i'm so excited just to because it's been so hard to be warm to, yes <laughs> I know because obviously we both went out yesterday and it was freezing, wasn't it? Last night was so cold and it was raining and we had to sit outside and it was really like, oh, it was awful. So I'm just looking forward to being able to go and sit inside somewhere. I yeah. don't have to wear thermals. I've been going out wearing thermals because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been t- so cold. Paris, it was um, so funny. Me and my boyfriend yesterday, we were sitting under an umbrella together. So there yeah, wasn't enough, yeah, no. There wasn't enough space uh, under the shelter. So me and Callum took one for the team and we were sitting huddled on a chair together with a massive yeah. umbrella. My coat was getting soaked, but we it was it was like we were in the trenches. That's that's exactly um, <laughs> exactly what I was doing. And as as yeah, and it was just like how, what the, what kind of times we're on, you know? And in where we were, um, they were giving us. Um, umbrellas so it was really funny like uh, the, the 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 servers being like do you want an umbrella and it was like this is so weird and like blankets and sitting there like drenched like like a drowned rat it was so funny anything but... for some money for the bit <laughs> <laughs> and also any excuse to have a drink outside I think it's just 
so nice to be able to socialize again isn't it so yeah what's the first thing you're looking forward to about inside stuff now what's- um I mean what I'm looking forward to most of all is giving my parents a hug but I, I don't yeah. know if I risk I'm basically I've ordered some lateral flow tests right and so I'm going to make sure that I do um coronavirus test before hugging them and obviously not coming face to face or anything okay I, I'm more excited about um that intimacy yeah no element really yeah good. I'm looking forward to going swimming Ooh. and I'm hoping that yeah my parents can they've been planning to come from Kenya to here for since they were supposed to come here in February um to celebrate my birthday but they did they didn't make it but so hopefully they can come next month um so I'm really looking forward to seeing them because I haven't seen them since I went home over Christmas as you know so it'd be really nice to see them and um yeah so it's going to be really good so we hope that you guys have a good fun week planned ahead with your friends and family um thank you so much for listening to us Nina and Paris uh the feminist lens on byline radio as we've mentioned this is a listener supported radio station so please 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 do follow us tweet us call us um come back again listen to us again um yeah, yeah. so Nina we're any so, final well, words yeah well, just to echo what you said and we're super excited to be on this journey with you guys we really hope that you do ch- tune in to this new radio station it's going to be really really good um it'll be it's p- it's political um there's going to be some like jazzy radio stations there's our radio station it's gonna be a really really good time so um you can find if you know about byline time if you just look them up on twitter so they have a uh, they have a newspaper and they also have a tv station so byline um tv as well is great so yeah, just have a look at look them up and we're going to be on the radio station. So we're really excited about that, joining this big byline family. Yay. Okay, well, thank you guys and catch you next week. Uh, we've been Paris and Nina. Lots of love, love and light. Have a good day. Everyone out. Cheers, guys. Bye. You know you got it, girl. You know you got it, girl. You ain't got the time. You don't need a man to whine. Tell them where to stand in line and move.